Welcome to C3 San Diego. Need something fresh, real, and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get live stream service notifications, podcasts, and up-to-date information on upcoming events. We are so glad you're joining us for a powerful, life-transforming message from one of our C3 San Diego pastors. We would love to hear about how God is impacting your life through this ministry. Please share your experience with us at info at c3sandiego.com. If you'd like to be a part of what C3 Church is doing in the city of San Diego and beyond, you can contribute financially by going to c3give.com and choosing the giving option that works best for you. We hope you enjoy this message. Man, I'm pumped to be here. This is my favorite service. I'm telling you, there's just something about the atmosphere at 5 p.m. Central. Always leave this place lit. Hey, uh, go ahead and grab a seat. We're going to have some fun tonight, too. But we're going to be impacted tonight. Just want you to know I'm not your ordinary pastor. Back where I spend most of my life, the, the, the title pastor won't get me very far. <laughs> I live in the marketplace and the business world, and uh, I have to bring something else to the table. If you know God's got power for that something else we're called to, so that's what we're going to get into tonight. Hopefully that's all right. Real quick, I want to honor my hero, my pastor, pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne Matesius. I'm uh, convinced that we have the finest pastors, not only in San Diego, but in this great nation. And I did say this great nation. And uh, we're very privileged. If you didn't know, we have a brand new 5 p.m. service starting tonight in our South Campus. Pastor Benny Perez preaching down there. Anybody get a chance to hear Benny Perez today? Oh my gosh. I was driving home after listening to the, I was all pumped to preach tonight and then I heard Benny Perez and I'm like, I suck. I'm pretty sure I suck. And I went home thinking, I, all my notes I got to get rid of because I just got nothing. I got nothing. And I was like, kind of whining to my family on the way home and I was telling Melissa, I'm starting to get really nervous, you know, and my son Josiah is in the back seat. He's like, Dad, just be yourself and give 100%. And you can't lose. I'm going to be myself tonight. Thank you, Josiah. I actually felt better. I actually felt better. <laughs> Come on, that word will work. Be yourself, give your all. Oh, my. That'll preach, too, won't it? Shoot. All right. Want to honor uh, Quattro. Where you at, beautiful? Stand up, please. Come on now. It's your birthday today. It's your birthday today. This girl's my partner in prosperity right here. We love you. We love you. We love you. I would sing for you, but it would make you cry. We love you, though. 
40 looks good on you. Mm -hmm. Want to honor uh, two of my other favorite people on the planet, Pastors John and Becky. In Cancun, probably watching online. Love you guys to death. You're amazing. You always make room for emerging leaders. One of the things I love about our pastors is they don't only bring the most remarkable people into this pulpit, um, but they raise people up. They're always raising people up. And John and Becky as well are just people that are always raising, always raising, always elevating your life. If you're in this church, get ready for your life to be elevated. God didn't bring you here to spectate. He brought you here to use you. He has a plan for your life. If you're interested in just watching, this may not be the best place for you. But if you're interested in doing something great for God, this is church will work for you. All right? Amen. Amen. I get to preach on my favorite thing, prosperity and the marketplace. God's calling for us to be in the marketplace. Come on now. And so we're going to have a little fun tonight. Title of my message is called fireworks fireworks Ooh, i personally believe that uh, the church owes the world some demonstrations of power i happen to believe the church should be showcasing the goodness of god the power of god that there, be, there should be some, some demonstrations out in the world where it's dark of how glorious and remarkable our god is okay we actually have a responsibility ability to showcase how creative he is, how beautiful he is, how vibrant he is. Wouldn't you like to be a part of a church that's demonstrating to the entire world the goodness of God, the magnitude of God, the preeminence of God? The world's trying to shoot off and tell their story. Shouldn't we tell the greatest story ever told a little bit better? Come on now. That's what I personally believe. I believe God likes to show off his power. He actually likes to show off. In fact, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord, they look to and fro, looking for somebody to show himself strong on behalf of. I wonder if he's found anybody here at the 5 p.m. that are saying, God, here I am. Will you show yourself strong? in and through my life. Here I am. I want to be somebody that brings remarkable glory to God. Come on now. Well, you're in the right place. This is the right God. I wrote a couple things down here, and then I'm going to share a scripture, then we're going to get started, okay? First, I believe our lives are meant to explode with life and color an impact. I personally believe the church is about to set off some fireworks in this world. I believe this is a remarkable day for God's church. It's a remarkable day to be in the house of God, to be a believer. It's a good day. It's a day where the church is getting stronger, more impactful, more potent, more unstoppable. This is a good day to be in God's camp. This isn't retreat time. Hide under a rock time. 
It's advancing time. Get out of my way time. Here I come time. That's what time it is. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like the 5 p.m. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. One of the greatest heroes in the Christian church in the last 100 years is Dr. Billy Graham. He said something recently. He said, a next great move of God is coming from business leaders in the marketplace. I want to get ready. Live stream if you're out there. We love you. Welcome here. Um, but get ready for God to do something, even in your home right now, okay? Let's get moving. Let me share real quick out of uh, Ephesians chapter 1, 15 through 23. This is the message. Such a powerful, because what it is, is it's, it's Paul. He's given thanks for where the church is and for the believers. But he's also praying for the church through this passage. So as I read it, I'm also, in a sense, praying for us that we would start to step into some bigger, better, badder, more impactful Christianity. Okay? I mean, what if our lives actually represented what Christ really intended for them to be? Come on, there's more for us. Come on, there's more. So let's read this. All right, it says, That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I'd think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask. I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning. Those are marketplace terms, by the way. Intelligent and discerning. In knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. To grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life that he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. Come on now. All this energy issues or flows from Christ. God raised him from the death and set him on a throne in deep heaven. Got our young people rolling squad deep. But Jesus is seated in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, no name, no power are exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. Shoot. 
I decided tonight, I'm just gonna read this like seven times. We're gonna go home. Man, oh man. You know, I think for the church to think that we aren't to impact the world is crazy. We have the best story. We have the most light. We have the most wisdom, the most counsel. We have the best way to live. There's not a better way. There's not a better way to live than the ways of God. And so we should be penetrating every sphere of culture. Amen? All right. I wrote down here that the church is about to set off some fireworks into this world, some displays of power, some displays of his glory. You know, I saw as I was praying and preparing, I saw some fireworks being prepared for a special event. In other words, God has something in mind that's about to happen, that's happening, that's very important, very prestigious. I don't know if you've ever been to like a very important fireworks show, okay? One that was like one of the top ones in the world. And there's a little bit different preparation process for those fireworks. Those aren't bought down at the, you know, uh, the 7-Eleven outside. Those are created specifically to demonstrate a certain way. And I just felt like there's some people that are being prepared for something very unique. Pastor John told me I got to prophesy a little bit tonight. So, hey. Now, let me just say something in the marketplace. When you prophesy, you don't get to say, thus saith the Lord, brother. No, you just say what's about to happen. And it happens. I'm going to tell you something. There's some fireworks that are about to be set off in this life. I think some of them are in this room. The church is going to send light and power and demonstrations of glory into the dark. That's what we exist for. In fact, if we don't, there's something wrong with us. Come on now. My first point was almost my title. It's called Get Lit. Have you ever been a part of a 4th of July failure? Like a firework failure? Like, like you were witnessing or holding something and maybe you're missing a finger or eardrum now, but you participated in, in a fail. Okay, I'm going to share real quick one of my fails. And, um. Because before God lit me up, there were some other things that were lighting up my world and leaving it quite dim. And uh, so uh, I apologize to my dad who's watching at home. Uh, I don't think I've shared this story with you. But uh, when I was in sixth grade, I had a, he was my best friend. His name was Jason Prenovost. I, I love the guy still one of the best friends um, to this day, and we were real competitive. I know that's surprising coming from me, but I want you to know there's a good competitive and then a eh, not-so-healthy competitive. And at that time in my life, I can't say I was the most healthy young man on the planet. And, and so we were in England, believe it or not. My family's from England, and so I got to take Jason with me, and it was golf day. We were golfing, and and I was only like 11, and uh, Jason was winning, and, and I couldn't handle the fact that he was winning. 
okay? And I wasn't doing very well with the fact that I was losing. And, and he ended up winning, and I was very bitter. Because what happens when you're not healthy and you're competitive is when somebody's better than you, you start to feel insecure and inferior, and you feel like there's something wrong with you, you know what I mean? And you start comparing your life to those that are further ahead of where you are, and you're questioning a lot about yourself because you're not where they are. The problem is when you win, though, you start judging and looking down and thinking that, yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of insecurities, a lot, lot of insecurities, and... and um, what I did next is really embarrassing and wrong, but he had some spending money that his parents sent with him. And at the time, $50 was a lot of money. It was a $50, Chris $50 bill, and I snuck into his, sur I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry. Sorry I haven't shared this with you. Uh, I snuck into his suitcase, and I stole 50 bucks from my best friend because he won at golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real. This is real, this is real stuff. This happened. And, and I didn't say nothing. We searched the whole house, and, of course, I searched as well. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know what could happen to it. <laughs> and we ended up getting back home, and it was two days before the 4th of July. And so I had this $50 bill, and we weren't hanging out on the 4th of July. We were a little tired of each other. And so I went over to Robert's house, and I happened to go down to the Indian Reservation and bought, at the time, $50 worth of fireworks. And... I had some snakes in there. Have you ever seen the snakes? I'm, a little, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. We had the black cats. Come on. I had like two bricks, two bricks of black cats, Roman candles, no sparklers. I'm sorry. Wasn't cool when you're 11 to show up with sparklers, okay? But I had like a whole bag full of like the goods. And I showed up at the cul-de-sac the cul-de-sac where we were going to light them off. And I was going to show everyone there who had, the, who had the goods. I pulled out a Roman candle, and I was trying to light it. And I'm, I kid you not. I kid you not. I didn't even get one Roman candle out before I shot it into the bag. And for the next two and a half minutes, everything went up. On the, and we had a pretty good display in that cul-de-sac. So that was a fail, and I wish I could say I learned from that moment. But uh, this really happened. The challenge is, is that that fear of failure, that need for approval, that performance, that comparison, that inferiority, that short man's complex. Hey, I'm only 5'9", you know what I mean? Uh, I don't mind 5'7 people, but I don't like 6'2 people, you know what I mean? It's, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Had the receding hairline complex. I mean, I had all kinds of complexes, man. When you're struggling with your identity, you like, just struggle, man. That's where I was. And what happens is when you're struggling with your confidence, you get lit. You look for things to make you feel better about yourself that generally don't make you feel a whole lot better. In fact, they make you feel a little bit worse. You know what I'm saying? So my life changed my senior year of college. I was a train wreck. Now, let me say something. You can actually be accomplishing things and still be a train wreck. 
I was, I had a soccer scholarship. I was, I was uh, playing in Hawaii with my buddy Jason. Of all, I hadn't told him yet, but he, we both went off to the Hawaii Pacific University to play soccer. And um, but I was a train wreck inside. I just couldn't stand myself. I didn't trust myself. Didn't like myself. Totally afraid, inferior. Just living like in a prison of performance. Until my senior year, when I got really lit. You know what lit my life? Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you right now, the greatest testimony of my life is not the businesses we built. It's that I'm confident. I can generally tell you, I'm one of the most confident people I know. And he took something that was broken. Hey, mess, why are you my partner in prosperity, Quattro? There's probably somebody else's birthday here that didn't get celebrated. And it's because you're my partner. But it's a miracle what God did in this broken life. My greatest testimony is confidence. And I want to tell you something. Before we get into marketplace stuff, if you're in that insecurity world, that inferiority world, that performance world, it's a good night for you. This is a good message for you. This is a good savior for you. It's a good God for you. It's a good church for you. It's a good day for you. Because you being confident, you have no idea what you could do. Imagine fearing nothing, chasing whatever he called you to chase. That's the kind of church he needs. He doesn't need just a forgiven church. He needs a restored, mighty, unstoppable, get out of my way church. Come on, give God praise for healing broken lives. My, my, my. All right, all right, all right. Let's keep moving here. Pastor John's not going to be happy if we don't even get into any marketplace stuff, so <laughs> trying to honor him, and I love him so much, man. Did I mention we got amazing campus pastors here? To... I got a hot wife, too. You look, my gosh. You don't get a hot wife when you're not confident, okay? <laughs> a bald five foot nine guy doesn't get a hot wife unless he's got a little confidence going on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on. Well, got some youth coming back from youth camp, I see. I know, I know a thing or two about youth camp, believe it or not. Uh, God changed my life so much when I was 24 that I really was never the same. But I came back into the what's called the Foursquare Church, which is, you know, Hey, we love Jesus, and Amy Simple McPherson, she's a legend. I mean, she's one of the first uh, women evangelists. In fact, I was a youth pastor at Angelus Temple in L.A. because I left the marketplace. I, I can't even get into that story. But I know a little thing or two about, um, about youth ministry because I was a youth pastor. And, the, and what I loved about the Foursquare is they actually had a museum inside the church you go into. You know what it had in it? Had stuff like crutches and wheelchairs and like braces and people like in history that were documented had walked out of like crazy things. 
She, the anointing was so strong in her day that the ambulances would come to her before they'd go to the hospital. I mean, she operated in some power. So it wasn't like it was a denomination void of power. Okay, I, I got saved into power. And I got into youth ministry. I like youth. I don't know what it is. I still like youth. Yes, I do. I like youth. I want to stay youthful. You know one of the secrets to staying youthful is stay around youth. Okay, okay, so listen. Yep, yep, yep. So I was at my, like, seventh youth camp in a row. And, uh, and let me say something. You guys have better youth camps than we had, okay? That was, that's legit. But without fail, three nights in a row of youth camp in the Foursquare Church. Without fail. First night, guess what? Power of God for salvation. Any friend you dragged along, any, anybody that got sent by their parents that didn't want to go, that night they were saved. Next night, next night. Now, anybody ever watched the Flintstones? Yabba Dabba Doo night, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like the Holy Ghost falls and you got a Yabba Dabba Doo or ride a Honda or do something and, you know, you got the, you got the Spirit of God. That's day two. For seven years. Night three, without fail. It was like the pastor would like change the tone of his voice. He'd be like, oh, I feel like God's calling you. If you feel called God on your life, he's calling young men and women into the ministry. And you just... But you're like jacked up. You're like lit. You're like ready to run through a wall for God. And, and he's got like three options for you. If you feel that pastoral call, brother, come down here. You feel that missionary call, Jack Hartman, come down here. Come down here. Because the greatest men of God are called to the ends of the earth where they don't want to go. <laughs> Or you could be a worship leader, okay? Now, I was, like, down with that. I was, like, digging that. Martin Smith, man, he's coming to empower. Dude, we get the most crazy, 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 like, conferences and power conferences are going to be nuts. So, uh, Martin Smith, I used to had a Cutting Edge album. Oh, I'm just, I'm telling you, you don't even, you don't even, haven't even been in the presence of God unless you have that album. So, it's all right. That's all right. We'll get you there. Um, but I thought I was called to worship. And you know, the problem was is I started to get around people that were called to worship. And I started to realize that either a miracle needed to happen or maybe I was called to something else. And I remember giving away my Takamini. I bought it, I saved my money up. I was trying to practice. I practiced every day, James, every day. And I just couldn't sing and strum at the same time. And then when I was not strumming, I couldn't sing either. And then I met my beautiful wife, and she's always been incredibly encouraging, but she also is pretty honest. <laughs> she's like, honey, uh, I don't mind it when you talk. <sighs> just leave it there. Just leave it there, you know. She probably sandwiched it with some compliments or something, but 
Either way, the guitar no longer made it. It didn't even make it into our marriage, did it? Travis Waldmer, though. Travis Waldmer has a nice Takamini. He was good and much more talented than me. But what happened was, is I started to realize, so what if I'm not a missionary or pastor or can't sing like Augusta? Can't, I can't. Do I just have to sit and watch the ministers? Is there nothing else? God didn't create me to do nothing? I don't fit that mold? Isn't there more? God started to reveal he's got more things for us. And you know what's funny is he'd called me and gifted me. Didn't actually save me till my senior year of business school. So this whole worship thing wasn't <laughs> working out. And so I went back into the marketplace. And guess what? He showed up. Isn't that the definition of Christianity? He showed up. He showed up. Don't you want a life that he shows up on? That when you step into the room, he steps into the room? Oh, my, my, my. I want to pray for some people tonight, so I, I got to keep moving here. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that God calls us to at Pathfinders is coming up next Thursday. You don't want to miss it. Calls us to government, arts and entertainment, media, education, business, and finance. You know, I'll tell you something. We got a great worship team. We got, we got so much talent. Crazy. But you know... If you're not a good worship leader, it's hard to recruit for the worship team because they, they don't really want to be a part of something that's weak, okay? I couldn't figure out why anybody would join my worship team. I just couldn't figure out. People were like, ah, I'm busy, you know? <laughs> but you got a worship team like this, and people are busy people. We'll join it anyway. But I didn't come to recruit for the worship team because I think there's some other teams that God's looking to build in the kingdom. I think there's some other gifts in the kingdom. And I want to talk for a minute around the gift of prosperity and creating wealth. I want to talk around that gift, and then I want to pray for us. Sound good? My last point was lit purpose packs power. Lit purpose packs power. My next point is <laughs> that was... That was supposedly all the story and the backstory to lit purpose packs power. In other words, when you find what God created you to do, your life starts to pack power. Don't you want to pack a little something? Don't you want to show up to the fight with a bullet in the chamber? I mean, don't you really want to bring a little impact? Pack a little power? What's your purpose? It ain't just to line up out front. I don't want to just... I want, to, I want you to be pumped to get up tomorrow morning. Flip, man. You find your purpose, man. You start, you start charging through school. You start, you, start, you start running harder and more purpose. All right, so the final point. You guys doing all right? This is fun. Lit purpose accelerates vision. I felt like 
you know, one of the things that Pastor Jurgen has always seen over our church is this. He's seen three wells. One of the wells is a well of the supernatural. Aren't you glad we have a church where we cultivate an environment where miracles happen? Healing happens. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Fire. Power. Don't, don't take for granted there hasn't been a church like this in San Diego until this one. Now, there's some smaller ones. But I mean big, impactful, city-shaking churches that love the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't take for granted what we have here. Don't take for granted the atmosphere we have here. The other thing that we believe, though, is that women who have a hard time getting pregnant have babies here. That's not just a reality for women, but it's also a parallel for people that have dreams that have a hard time being realized they get impregnated here and they come to full term and we give birth to healthy things in this church supernatural things things born of God not things born of men because things born of men can be defeated but things born of God overcome the world this is an environment where things get born of God and they overcome. The third well that Pastor Jurgen has seen is a well of prosperity. In other words, there is a supernatural flow. There's a gift, a grace. Just like when, when you see an Yvette open her mouth here on stage, she has a grace. It's like I open my mouth and sing. We're all called to worship. It's not like they're the only worshipers. You know, and because I can't sing, we're all called to worship. But when she opens her mouth, something happens. The atmosphere shifts. Hey, we're all called to give. You're all called to tithe. Oh, but some of you, when you get to work, magic happens. When you get to work, the well starts flowing. When you start doing it, you don't even know why. It's always been that way. Come on, let's bring that gift into the house. I'm recruiting for the giving team. I'm recruiting for the prosperity team. I'm recruiting for the team that has a gift and a grace on their life to generate wealth for the kingdom of God. There is a gift. We need that gift in this church. I'm going to end right here with five points about why prosperity is imperative. Number one, the destiny of the local church pastor and marketplace leaders are intertwined. This marketplace gift isn't meant to function outside of the church. It's intended to be connected in the local church. Number two, every Christian business person should be under an apostolic leader should be under the covering of the kingdom authority. It's actually, this gift is designed to build God's house. It is, it is, it is. Number three, the pastor casts God's vision for the city, but business leaders are designed to accelerate that vision. Have you ever gotten a car? Have you ever had a car that had no acceleration? Oh, come on now. I mean, you're trying to get on the freeway, and you're like, put your foot all the way down. It's like, what the heck, man? What's going on? Where's the power? 
oh, well, we got this Range Rover Sport autobiography. I step in that thing, it's like, ooh. Don't you want our pastor to have a little when he when he's cast vision? When he says 16 campuses, we're gonna fill them. God says, you build them, I'll fill them. And I don't want him to get all pumped up in his time with God. And, and he's like, let's go. And then he puts his foot on the gas and it's like, see the worship team can't build the buildings. I'm sorry, you got gifts, you got talents, you got grace. But there's some other people that have a responsibility to get that gift activated in God's house. So when pastor says, I know he's called us to build buildings, he can step on the gas and confidently know there's power there. Amen? Pastor holds the key that unlocks the door of destiny for business people planted in the local church. I'm going to end with a story, then I'm going to pray. Man, I'm getting myself pumped up here. Mike Jang, can you stand up real quick? I love this guy. Him and Simon Punka started a business real recently. How long ago? Uh, four months ago, maybe? Five months ago, okay. Coming around Vision Builders last month, and uh, they'd been given an offer to join another company. The guy, I mean, the guy had seen the gift on their life, the grace on their life, saw that they had something special, and he said, hey, I want you to come and be a part of my company for $100,000. I'll let you come in at 25%. Mike Jang starts to feel like God calling him to say, don't give 100 grand to that guy. Give 100 grand to, the, to Vision Builders. I'm telling you something, man. I'm telling you something. At the same time, me and Melissa have been praying, and we've just been feeling like God's calling us to raise up people that want to give at that $100,000 level, that that's the call, that's the burn, that's the passion, because we feel like our responsibility is to accelerate the vision. Uh, and we're going to always give, we're going to always be producers, but we want to create producers. And, and, uh, and we were like, wow, 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 wow. And I'm going to tell you something. They did it. They stepped out in faith, gave their first 10 grand. This is a four-month-old company, already sowed their first fruits. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Look out. Look at the things that are breaking loose over these guys. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, honestly, for a while, I was like, can I be a part of it? I mean, <laughs> can, can I pay to get into your company? That's how exciting it is when you start saying, God, here I am. Set me on fire, light me up, and shoot me. And as I watch them start to do this, I mean, the acceleration on your life. And I'm going to say, I want to step into some prophecy here. Is that all right? I'm going to take a couple minutes. There's a couple people I've just been feeling in my heart. I want to pray. Could you, could you stand on your feet, though, real quick? Okay. Yeah. It's all right? Feel good? Anybody sensing a uh, touch of God in here? Anybody wondering, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing? You know what I mean? You don't got to be a millionaire to start giving big, start generating well. He's got to be available. You have to bring your gift. A couple people I just wanted to pray for. Number one, I wanted to pray for uh, Jack, Jack and Candace Hartman. I just felt that word that uh, you got while you were in Africa, that you were called to generate 
millions for the kingdom, millions. And while you were a missionary in Africa, that word came to you. And I know the wrestling you guys have done to step into this marketplace assignment. But I just want to say something, man. Uh, the, I see the word Cornelius over you where the alms that you give and the prayers you pray have drawn favor into your life. And there is remarkable doors that are opening for you, Jack and Candace Hartman. Uh, nobody knows the degree that you guys have given and sacrificed, but God sees it, and he's about to reward you. Get ready. just want to get ready. Um, Mike Yang, I already called you out. I don't know if Jamin and Lindsay are here. Where are they at? <laughs> I'll leave you alone because you're on the worship team, but uh, you know what I mean. Hey, I, you know what I love is you can do a little bit of both. I mean, God's got different assignments. I think he's called me to preach. I, I hope so. Um, honey, I'm okay. Is, is this all right? All right, all right. Just making sure. Just making sure. I just want to say uh, you guys were faithful for this year, but we'll get ready. You're about to get launched into brand new places, uh, bigger places, more influential places, more significant places, more giving places. You love to give. At your heart of hearts, you're just remarkably generous. And I'm telling you guys, get ready. You're going to be doing so many big things. And I mean, you guys just recently got to visit the Carries. That was not a coincidence that, that you were the one sent. And there's something big on their life, and there's a connection between the bigness that they've operated in and the bigness that you guys are going to operate in. I uh, wanted to prophesy over Kenny Robbins and uh, Ashley Robbins. And, um, and here's the word I got, as much as I would, I, I feel like everybody's called to the marketplace. But as much as I would love to call you guys into the marketplace, I just feel like you're called to full-time ministry. There's such a, such a ridiculous touch of God on your guys' life. And, and don't, don't, ever, don't ever confuse even the blessing of God financially that's on you um, for the call of God that's on your life, which is to minister. And, and I just see an increase of ministry, 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 ministry. And I'll tell you something, the gift of ministry on your life is going to pay your way. I'm going to tell you, man. So uh, I love you guys. Uh, who else? Uh, Mike Allen. Mike Allen is here. You guys don't all see. I know all the marketplace guys. You guys all know the people that serve like 17 services, and you know what I mean. I know the people that are out killing it, paying the bills. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's a ministry. I'm gonna say, Mike, get ready, man. Get ready. Get ready. Go deeper, man. I charge you to go deeper into this gift. There's a ridiculous gift on your life, a ridiculous gift on your life, and I charge you to go deeper into it, okay? Go deeper into it, deeper into giving. You like giving. You like giving big. The guy next to you, his name is Joshua. This guy's a boss right here. This guy's a boss, and I want to tell you, get ready. Get ready. Watch this space. Watch this space. You dream up this stuff. You love this stuff. Get ready, man. Get ready. Just get ready. It's bigger than you think. It's bigger than you think. Big, grand display of God in the dark sky of prosperity on your life. Big stuff. Political stuff, too, man. Political stuff on your life. Political space. But big prosperity. Big pro. I, hey, I got to close this thing down. Hey, we're going to end in worship, but... Uh, Pastor Matt, can you come up here with me, though, real quick, and just kind of bring a closing? If you're here and you feel a call of God into the marketplace, you feel it, can you just lift your hand up? 
If you feel it, if you feel it, if you feel it, you feel like, yeah, you love God, you love church. It's okay to, I love church. I, I can't get enough of church. I'm not calling us out of church. I'm just calling us to be launched from church. God, I just pray right now over all these hands that are lifted. All these hands, Patrick Clark, Patrick Clark, all these hands, all these hands, all these hands, Brad McCrory, all these hands, all these hands, all these hands. I just declare, I just declare just a fresh encounter with God tonight for the assignment on your life. A fresh encounter, Mike Butcher, a fresh encounter. Mike, you want to give, you're the most generous person, get ready. And I'll tell you something, Mike Butcher, the word over you is valuable. You are so valuable. You are so valuable. And I just release an opportunity for you to be used to the value that God's placed in you. I say all of us, I just declare an awakening and a stirring to do something remarkable for God in the marketplace. Bless them. Confirm it this week. Bring opportunities. Those of us at live stream, we just continue to say the same thing. Just the grace of God on your life. The grace of God. Go to work this week with renewed vigor, fervor. Expect favor. Expect wisdom. Just want to thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing in this church. I want to thank you for an accelerated vision. I want to thank you for a pastor who never, never has to slow down in the things you're calling us to do. I thank you for a giving team that's generated. Last thing I'm going to say before I pass this off to Pastor Matt, do you, do you feel like you're called to be on the giving team? I mean, you, you feel like there's like this, something about this call, like you are supposed to be one of the check writers, one of the financers of the kingdom. I mean, you feel like that is the call on your life. Respond to it. Respond to it. We're going to have a little extended uh, worship song, Open Heaven. I'd encourage you to just come forward if that's you. And I'm going to hand this over. To, to, but I want you, what I want you to do is respond to that call in this atmosphere and do some business with God. Do some business with him. Why don't you come forward? Those of you who had your hands up, just come forward. Just come forward. I want you to have some altar time. Thank you so much for joining us online. We hope you had a powerful experience. We want to take this time to personally help you navigate the next steps in becoming connected. If you made a decision for Christ today, need prayer, or want more information about our church, go to our website, c3sandiego.com. And if you didn't get a chance to give online during service and would like to contribute financially, you can go to c3give.com and click on the giving option that works best for you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you at church.